What I need you to do before we begin this podcast is to take the time and appreciate the fact that we have all the last second shots and upset victories because this time last year, we did not. Also, what I need you to do right now is to take your brackets and throw them in the trash. Because your hopes and dreams of having a chance of winning any type of championships or any kind of money, it's probably over. Ohio State, Texas, Illinois, or just a few teams that you probably had advancing pretty far in your brackets. They don't call it March Madness for nothing, folks. And the madness, the madness of this tournament That is the definition of March Madness because this tournament is absolute madness. Plus, our Tennessee Volunteers come out in round one and get completely KO'd in round one as they fall to Oregon State, 70 to 56. And we'll get to that. We will get to that. But can we acknowledge what I just stated a minute ago of how we have this tournament and how this tournament is back and how maddening this tournament has been with all the upsets that have occurred? It's been really fun to watch. It's been really, really fun to watch. Has it been as fun for you guys as it has been for me? It has been. It's been a blast. Uh, Outside of that – that first night or that first day, like an hour, yeah. <laughs> hours that first day in the afternoon. Uh, I loved it all. <laughs> yeah, It's been, maybe it's because we're just craving it so badly and that we've just missed this type of competitive nature in our sporting events that we've really haven't been able to watch and enjoy because of the situations that have occurred. But, man, this has been fun. It's been really good so far. These games have been – there hasn't been really any games where it just – they suck. They've all been good. At least for, like, ten minutes, they've all been super interesting. And most of them have been, like, interesting the whole way through. Yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. It's been really fun. Um, And I was actually really afraid it wouldn't be because of the lack of crowds, and that usually is a big factor in getting upsets because right. you got all the fans there that start to cheer on the, the underdog mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. defy the odds, and and we, we, we didn't have the crowds. But despite that, upsets have occurred. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I am Rainey, your host, alongside with my two favorite people, Lacey and Austin. <laughs> but speaking – of the crowds. I've kind of liked the way they've done it in this tournament. They've made the, it seems like the crowds are closer to the, to the court. Yeah. To, to give it a, 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 a sense of there's, there's a bigger crowd in the, in the, in the, in the audience. And it's, it doesn't, yes, you can tell that there's not a, like a huge crowd, but it, it's not that glaring of an issue because there's still background noise. It's not like dead air or a fake crowd. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But 
we will we will continue to talk about this, and we're going to get to the balls. But Lacey, how have, was your? Have, go ahead, go ahead, Lacey. Oh, I was going to say, has anybody else noticed that? Like the when it comes to the fans that are there, like the majority, I guess you could tell, like the cheering comes from the team that you least suspect, like the cheering to come yeah, from. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I have. I have noticed that. Like if you would you would think that there'd be the majority for a, a bigger name school, but it's been a lot more for the underdog or for the school that you do. I just that kind of shocked me. But. Yeah, well, yeah. but anyway, and I can I, I I yeah, and I can see that because, like I said, there's not as much people there, and so they're more noticeable. This this go around. Because I can't, I can't remember overly... which game it was. Which game was it where there you could hear that one lady? I guess it was a mom, and she was just like, you couldn't even be, like she was screaming over the. You could hear her more than you can hear the commentators. I mean, I, I mean, oh, was it the Syracuse? Um, whoever they played, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which game, but I, I've heard that several times throughout this tournament. So, but it's like that squeaky voice, like the, oh, God, the voice. The worst. That, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the squeaky one. one. There's a, sometimes where there's a one person who just is louder than anyone there. Yes, just like that one person in your group that gets drunk more than anyone else. Um, which um, <laughs> what were you guys is, saying? Is uh, not, I was going to say which is here? not me. <laughs> it's it's uh, been me of late. <laughs> it's it's been you as of this, always. Man. If you just judge by what you see of me on Twitter, you think I'm just wasted ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> I mean, this is mainly the weekends, but yeah, that's how it is. It's really funny though. And speaking speaking of alcohol, I'm I'm drinking a Modelo. Um, I don't know how you pronounce it, like Shalada or something like that. It's it's their lime flavored Modelo, and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it because their lime in this is really stout. And I'm drinking it right now, and it's the lime is so stout in it. When you hold it up to the light, it's really foggy. The beer, so <laughs> it's a lot of lime in there. So I wouldn't recommend it. But how is I don't recommend. I don't recommend beer at all. It's well, gross. Well, it's beer not weird. That's, beer is that's, not that's, gross. Beer is wonderful. Thing. I've had so much beer. I've had so much wonderful beer this weekend. I mean, <laughs> we went to this German place and they just have so many amazing beers. And this place called Poor, there's so many amazing beers. I'm yeah, surprised. To- I'm honestly surprised you even remember where, like, any place that you went this weekend, like. I'm surprised you remember FaceTiming me yesterday. I'm surprised me you remember too. a lot of things. Me too. Like, I'm very surprised. There, there were no shots. Shots make Austin go crazy. <laughs> no shots were involved. So, Did you say that you, uh, did you, say that you went to a German uh, bar or brewery or like, whatever It was went? like a freaking castle. Oh, it was like a castle. Those are good. Those are, those are the best. Yeah. It was. Their uh, beers are so good. It's if I could choose one, like, one or two places to go to drink beer, it would be a German type fill bar to go drink beer because their beer beers are excellent. Also, uh, me, like going to Mexico, drinking Mexican beer, it's their beers are great too. So German and Mexican, thank you for your beers because they're wonderful. It wasn't. This is the one time we're gonna say thank you to Germany. <laughs> uh, first of all. I would. You can say thank you to Germany for me even existing because my grand grandmother is like a German immigrant. So be nice. I can see that. Long hair, blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Pure Aryan blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, well, but they did a little. They did a little mean things in the forties, just, just a little bit that we all, we all can remember. Oh, <laughs> they were man. not the nicest of hosts. Yeah. Um. Speaking of weekends, Austin, we just kind of heard about your weekend. Lacey, how was yours? Fun. I've not done anything, and it's been awesome. I've Me literally too. done nothing. Me too, and it's been nice. I, I really didn't do much this weekend. It was kind of relaxing. I just kind of sit and watch bas- basketball, and it was it was fun. And, uh, yeah, man, this tournament's been great. I've had a great time watching it. It's been excellent. Sports has been excellent this month, besides, you know, one thing that happened a couple days ago, and we're about to talk about that, and about probably we got about to get really angry because that's what we do as Tennessee fans. And yeah, uh, but our baseball team is our baseball team is rolling; they're really good. Tony Vitello needs to just stay here forever and build this program into a national title program. That's that's Danny Wise from Philly. Go go get pay that man. Pay that man. You better pay him now because people are going to come rushing. Here you go. Him. Yeah, yeah. This thing, this this you got to yeah you got to appreciate it. <laughs> Yes. Um, we are 28 seconds away from another upset. Syracuse? Syracuse over West Virginia. What's score? 11 seed over a three seed. 72 I, okay, to 68. So there's there's a thing. There, there's a thing. Huggy uh, Baring getting done. There's, there's one of the things, though. Like, I don't consider – I guess I, Syracuse hasn't been Syracuse, you know, and as, as of late as they used to be in the past, but – I don't know. I don't consider that really an upset because Buddy Bayheim is ridiculous. Uh, Buddy Bayheim is from a different planet. He I mean, is he ridiculous. Uh, I've I've never seen a scrawny white boy play mm-hmm. shoot three pointers like that. That guy is unreal to watch. So I don't really consider that an upset. I guess the seating will make it. Yeah, an upset. eleven. I mean, three. I mean, they they, they I didn't even have that seed honestly. I, I, I can't believe green. that West Virginia was a three seed. Like it, I got it. Yeah. I just it just didn't register with me that West Virginia was a three seed until this game. Like Kansas being a three seed, they don't feel like they're a three seed right now. Yeah, um, they feel like five or sixes. Yeah, Kansas. Oklahoma State kind of got um, screwed. They have more uh, tier one wins than both those teams. Yeah. Who? Uh, um, Oklahoma State. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. They have bad losses though. If you if, if you hear me, the, the the only the only bad part about my weekend is I've been trying to get over the sinus infection that I've had. So if you hear me cough or uh, clear my throat, that's why I've had it all weekend. I wouldn't wish a sinus infection on my worst enemy. This crap sucks. I hate it. I thought I was gonna die on Thursday. So if you hear me clear my throat, you hear me cough. That's the reason why. But let's jump. Uh, Let's jump right into our beloved volunteers. God, do we have to? We have to because that's what we're here for. I know. And, and it is what it is. It's about to get it's about to get ugly in the fact that all three of us we we don't agree a lot of the time on this podcast, but I feel like we're gonna agree. And even if we're agreeing in this podcast right now, we're probably gonna get heated and get into arguments because that's just how it goes. And that's how a good podcast is. People argue. That's the fun of it. That's the beauty of it. So let's dive into it. Uh, Austin, give me a five second reaction to your your just the moment you knew we we're gonna lose. Just, just a five-second reaction. Just, just words. 
sounds, doesn't matter. Just pure frustration, and it's just what this team was, the most inconsistent team I've ever seen. And yeah. stage fright. <laughs> Give me your five-second reaction. Oh, um, my expectations were low, but my Lord, I, I just, and that was just me being pessimistic. I knew we had the talent and I'm going over my five seconds, but I don't care. But, yeah. um, I just, I, I, the, I, the talent was there. I knew it was there, but me being pessimistic, I was like, it's not going to go well. I knew we were going to lose the game two or three minutes into the game. I mean, I just, yeah. I just oh, had that, that gut you know. feeling, that gut feeling. You know. The only, you know, you know. yeah, the only, there's only been one game this season that I thought we were going to lose that we actually won, which was the first Kentucky game. That was the only one that we've actually also, won that I thought we were going to lose. I also would say the Florida game, the, the uh, last home game when we went down by 14 and just looked dead. I didn't see us waking up, yeah. waking up out of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could, I mean, I, I don't think I'd made a determination, I guess at that point, on if we were going to win or lose, which is shocking. But, um, but yeah, I just every other game this year, if we're going to lose, I can pretty much predict it just because it is our talent going to show up. Is it not? But yeah, sorry, I, my five seconds tur- turned into like a hundred and five. Yeah. But well, here here's my five seconds. It, in my five seconds, as soon as I knew we were going to lose, my five seconds is like this. You got to be kidding me. Why does this always happen? Why can't we have anything nice? I've got a theory. I've got a theory. Have we done anything successful in absolutely anything since we last played Loyola Chicago? Did Sister Jean curse us? No, but that team is damn good. Uh, here's, Here's my take on it. I just don't think we have any, like, fire breathing players like that's uh, quote the great Jim Cheney. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, oh, okay, we, we don't have an admiral on this team. We don't have a guy that demands excellence on the court. We don't have a guy to, that's going to lead this team and say this is the game we have to win. Okay, there is no not showing up say we have to win this game. And I feel like that's a lot of the problem with Barnes coach teams. He kind of recruits guys that don't have that in them. He kind of views those guys as not really well coached or not like they'd be hard to coach. But those guys in situations like these are straight up killers, and they 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 turn it on. They win games like this. Like our guys are good players who are easier to coach and are consistent, but they aren't. They don't have killer instinct, and I feel like that's the issue with the teams he brings in, the players he brings in here. Like Admiral was not recruited by Rick Barnes, and I think that's. I think it shows in his personality. He would not have recruited him, and we just lack that in my. Here's what here's what I acknowledged, greatly acknowledged. The teams that we beat early in the season, Colorado, teams like that, Kansas. Who else did we beat pretty handily early in the I mean, season? We beat Florida. Uh, the, I mean, that was later in Florida. Arkansas. Like, yeah, those Arkansas. But Arkansas wasn't Arkansas at that point. Did you say Missouri? Missouri. Okay, that was they're, that was they're... that gave us. We thought we're, we Missouri, the like absolutely. We thought we were going to win the national championship after that game. Okay, exactly. So here's my point: the themes that you just mentioned, Austin, got better. What did we do? We got worse. We picked early. We got worse. We went backwards. We went completely backwards. And you can say what you want to say. 
our fans, people, whoever, whomever, doesn't matter. You're going to sit there and say, oh, hey, our coach can't go out there and make shots for himself. Did Rick Barnes miss that shot? Shut up. Please shut up. Your team got worse. I don't care. I think. You put your you put your players in a position to make those shots. You don't. You have to adjust. I didn't see Rick Barnes adjust one time this whole season. He doesn't adjust. It's not he him. He came out after half every – he came out after half every time and just – the same team came out. Like, what the hell did you prepare for? What did y'all do? He'll have these great game was, plans, and then the other coaches adjust, and he doesn't, and he gets beat. Yes. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal to watch. And Stop so, him. Exactly. And so, for people to sit there and, like, say, oh, Rick Barnes can't – Rick Barnes didn't miss that three-pointer. That's some Butch Jones shit well, right there. That is some – yes. That is some Butch Jones-type caliber stuff. Like, just stop blaming the players yes they have they have to they have to to uh i would say both though because there was just some like laziness looking on certain like no energy no ambition yeah yeah well it's it's on the coach but at the same time it's also on the players it's a winner's mentality or a loser's mentality it's definitely on the players as well you feed off your your leader you feed off your leader here's where if you if you if you're a coach and you don't have your team prepared for the ncaa tournament and you come out flat like that that is on the coach that's not on the players Mm -hmm. you have to prepare your team I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's a difference between the coaches who win in March and the ones who don't. I think that might be it. Like, okay, they had stage fright. That's what Barnes said after the game. Why? Why did they have stage fright? The whole game? They had stage the whole, fright the, whole the entire game? I will say, I mean, shots just weren't going down. And we had, and if you know this team, if the shots don't go down, we're not going to win. And I, and I just, I mean, Plenty of big teams it's just have, plenty of it's great just coaches have lost games like this. Like, hell, Coach K's lost to in the first round twice to nobody's schools. It does happen, but you just wonder why it always happens to Barnes. Always to Barnes. Not not just sometimes. He never advances past a certain point. It it, it is automatic. When when you see his team go in the, the tournament, you know it's like, oh, we're not they're probably not gonna go past a certain point. But it, it goes back to what you said, Lacey. Uh, the players. The players have to. The players have to come out. They they've got to be aggressive. They got to lead as well. And our players try to do that. Keon Johnson threw a couple dunks down and scream afterwards, and no one responded. Like what was that? That's about? why. That's why I said that. There's. You can definitely tell that it's not to me. In my opinion, it is on the coaches, but it's also on the players too. The ones that want to win, no despite whatever else is going on. Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer. Um, and I'd even say Josiah Jordan James. He never like he might not be as flashy, but again, he's always the not flashy, significant part of the team. Yeah, but those guys, guy. no matter like no matter what, they were they were still hustling everywhere. They were still diving for balls. Santiago Vescovi is give or take. He's either one hundred percent in, mm-hmm. or he looks like he might be. His brain might be. In, in Jupiter. He's better than Victor Bailey. Victor Bailey is the most inconsistent guy in the world. He can either be your best scorer and this yeah. guy's just going to win you the game or he's going to shoot a thousand bad threes and just lose you because he plays no defense. Yeah. According but, to the statistics, though, he always struggles against Oregon State when he played for Oregon. 
Like I guess I don't. That, I don't. I don't believe in those stats. Those stats are just bogus, dude. I don't. Like I. If you if you watch him, if he makes his first three, you're like, okay, this guy's gonna have a good night. If he yeah, doesn't, you know, it's gonna be a good. It's shooting. just a mentality thing. Like, like human beings are just so emotional and just so. I mean, it's not. It's not like we're the only teams that struggles with, struggles with stuff like this. I mean, human beings are just really. It's a lot of psychology in it, you know. Yeah, and and I I, I get it when you say the players have to have some type of leadership as well. And I'm not, I'm blaming it. I'm blaming this 90% on the coaches because throughout the whole season, and I even tweeted this out throughout the whole season, when has Tennessee come out in the second half when they're getting beat and done anything different? They come out and do the same thing. I mean, the same thing. The only time I would I, say it would be against at Kentucky, but that was kind of because we were forced to because Folky was fat out of the game. Well, and Kentucky just, sucks. Yeah. We, we went just, small, and and that really worked. And it felt like but, we were feeding Keon. But, yeah. Besides, besides Kentucky, name another time where Tennessee came out of the half while, when they were losing, and you're like, oh, damn, this is a different team. I can't name once. I can't name a time. They come out and the mistakes are I mean, like Florida, like, like again, Florida, but that's about. I mean, he's just so far in a few. They come out. Yeah, you have to really think about like, it. You have to. And and the mistakes are, are identical to the mistakes in the first half. They're on the second half. Like, what did you do in there? Just take a coffee break and come back and, all right, let's go out and do some things. I also Be didn't better. like how Barnes was saying before the game that, you know, the conditions and stuff, how the players were, you know, it felt like prison. Is that what he said? Like how the players, like, you know, their meals and stuff and not being able to go out in the city at all. And I feel like when you say that, you you get to your players' heads maybe, and they start to have a sort of uh, we don't want to be here attitude. Yeah, well, tell that to the seniors from last year who didn't even get a March Madness. That would have definitely – I'm not saying I agree with that. Oh, I, I know. Saying. I'm saying like I wasn't saying that against you. I was saying that against you know Rick Bard's complaining about it. It's like okay, so these seniors last year that missed out on the tournament completely would have probably conformed to any type of regulation just yeah. to be able to play it. I was thinking, do you think so, I, doing that might have put something in the players' heads where they might have had a, sort of a I don't want to be here attitude? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care exactly. because everything. Every everything. Every. Not everything. Everybody in that tournament is going through the same thing. That's not an excuse. So stop. I'm, I'm not a, saying it's an excuse. Playing. I'm just I'm just lying. Like you think that had anything to do with it? Because it's an it's an even playing field. I don't care. Yeah, to me that's stop just an BS. excuse. I say, I, no, I think excuse. it's Barnes. Stop. That it's a mistake by Barnes to, to say that and it get in the players' heads. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I get what you're saying, but that's what I'm. I'm not talking about your comment. I'm talking about Barnes's. Yeah. Comment. I don't think it's, BS, I think it's a mistake by Barnes to to make that kind yeah. of an issue. I know you want to take it for your players, which I don't know. We, we've gotten on Barnes for not taking it for his players, so I don't know. But it's, it's just uh, it's it's just Barnes really struggles in the tournament. Here's, here's he's lost to every seed now. Oh yeah, uh, uh, one I, through twelve. Uh huh. I know. I, I know. And I, I don't want to hear anything about oh it was stage fright again. Even off. playing field. Yeah. It's an even playing field. You don't you you know how many teams have freshmen out there? You know how many teams that are out there that have that their players have never seen the NCAA tournament? I don't want to hear it. I, I mean, I don't want to hear it, man. Like, I don't want to hear it. You you 
sit there and let teams go on major runs without calling timeouts. Like, call a damn timeout. Like, holy crap. A team is going on a massive run, and you just let it happen. Yeah. As soon as they go on a, like, a 4-0 run, you call a timeout. Yep. You stop that run. You stop the bleeding, and you don't. I don't understand. I've always complained that so much. Um, it is horrible. And some people argue that, like, this is to prepare them for situations like this. And I know Mark Few doesn't call timeouts like that either, but I don't agree with it. I, I think you've got – like, you build this lead or or, or you don't want to get blown out. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can't let – you can't let the floodgates come open. I mean, good Lord. Have y'all watched – have y'all watched much uh, Lady Balls? Uh, yes. I watched – yeah. The, just, the the whole time that you've been sitting here talking about Barnes not making halftime adjustments, that what keeps going through my head is, well, at least we have Kelly. one coach that yes. makes halftime adjustments and does it very well. And Kelly Harper is that. She, I mean, exactly. she she knows how to make in game adjustments, halftime adjustments. She knows when to call timeouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and it's I just and she's been, and and how like how many more years is Rick Barnes? I mean, again, I'm not I'm not a Rick Barnes hater. But my no, question no. is, I mean, this isn't like a Jeremy Pruitt situation where I'm just going to sit around and just like, you know, have a bash fest. It's because, I mean, I like Rick Barnes. It's just I want to know why he's not fixed. His, he's stubborn. You know, he, it, yeah, I mean, I, my question is, is like he knows it's always the same thing. If if I knew I needed to work on making sure as a coach, if I was a coach, if I knew that I struggled when it comes to making halftime adjustments, then I would focus on working on that. Yeah. And I just feel yeah. like maybe I just don't understand. It's just a question. It's not anything else but a question of why. Why can you not do that? But again, how many years of coaching does Rick Barnes have on Kelly Harper, you know, and it's like how can yeah. she, how can she do it, but he can't, and then that, it's just. I almost feel like his, his I, age is almost a reason why he doesn't, because he's just so old and stuck in his ways. He's just stuck in his ways, and here's here's one more thing that I noticed about Rick Barnes. Okay, Rick Barnes, his his flow and acknowledgement of the game, he doesn't have one. He he doesn't he doesn't go with the flow and the. Uh, I'm I'm looking for another word here. Another word for, I guess you could say a judgment. Conform. Intuition. Conform? Like he doesn't yeah. conform? No, it's just his, he doesn't adjust to the flow of the game. He's not in rhythm with it all. He's not, exactly. He's so out of out of touch and out of rhythm. It's like, how can you not see this about to start happening? It's like butching his like chart. His, okay. Instincts. His instincts. It's like butching his chart. Uh, and we are how we are how many minutes into the podcast before Austin brings up a former Tennessee football head coach? <laughs> well, I'm not wrong. Never fails. Never fails. Never. It never fails. Well, we could be talking about softball. Like, yeah, well, Butch Jones, death taxes, and Austin, <laughs> former Tennessee football. I haven't brought uh, cornbread up yet. So, well, you just yeah. did. Yeah. Well, I, there you go, cornbread. I, okay. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Here we go. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, goes, back to back to you were yeah. talking about Lady Balls asking if we. It goes back. It goes back to the Lady Balls and Kelly Harper being able her instincts and the flow of the game. She knows when something's about to start happening, and she stops it from happening. Rick Barnes, I feel like he doesn't feel like what's about. To, he doesn't notice when something's about to start happening, and he doesn't stop the bleeding. Did you watch the Lady Balls game today? Me? Yes. I did. Okay. Did you did you get the feeling? You know, when we started out great, 
and then MTSU just started yeah. coming back. Mm-hmm. Did you get like that PTSD type feeling from like the men's team of, oh, here we go. And then it's like you realize around halftime-ish, you're like, oh, wait, this isn't the guys team. You know, this is Kelly Harper and she's going to turn it around. And then we win by 25. Because no, I, I got that I feeling and it was like I had I had to remind myself that this isn't the same situation. Like this isn't one of those. Yeah. The Lady Balls have come back from many deficits, unlike um, the guys. And I think that's what's frustrating is because I want to see the guys do that too. See, like, yeah. I'm not going to say Barnes see, is a we're, – we're talking about Barnes like he's an awful coach. He's a great coach. He, he's a great curry oh, builder. Yeah, he's a great developer of players. He's great. Yeah. has so many things. It's just in-game adjustments that get me so bad. And he'll come out with the games with his great game plans. Like Alabama, that game plan was – absolutely brilliant like that was like yes, absolutely was. brilliant but you know what they adjusted and the ref started calling the game differently but and we we still forced that game plan and it and it killed us because we yep. we were found out they found what we were doing they, they adjusted exposed yeah they got exposed you have to change and, um, it you have to switch up you, exactly. yeah and and like you said austin like not not like I, we just because we're criticizing some of the things rick barnes was, is doing doesn't mean like i'm like want like calling for his head no i mean it's it and a lot of people it. are just a lot of people wanted him fired you know by yesterday and to me it's like that's dumb yeah it's like okay yeah it's not the best situation right now but again what what be, i mean besides i've i've been saying like okay the only t- the only coach i would trade rick barnes for right now is loyola chicago's coach I but yeah, <laughs> there's not that yeah. again. Coach I, I, I've, I've not watched them. He coaches. I, I mean, I mean, I, I watched them. I, I, I've not watched some play. And, and yeah, I mean, I was just, he's the best in game coach I've ever seen. One of them. But yeah, like yeah, I, I've is. said, he's I'll trade Rick great. Barnes for Loyola Chicago's coach. Um, here, but at the same goes. time, it's like, I don't think that firing Rick Barnes just in general is not going to solve anything. If, I mean, it's not. It's not, but here's here's my take on that, Lacey. He's not on the hot seat right now, but next year, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs. We're getting tired of this. And it's going to be a lot of eyeballs, and the seat can get hot really quick. Not, he's not there yet, but I'm just telling you, next year, it's going to be very, very – it's going to get hot. I'm just telling you. That's so weird we, about uh, it. I just I'm scared to see how many how much we lose like how many players we lose next year though because oh. I feel like we're going to end up losing a lot more than we think. I don't think I'm afraid of losing players. I mean I know we're losing Jaden Keon, and uh, I think Folky's coming back. I still am holding strong that opinion. And I think we're going to cut off some guys like maybe Devonte Gaines or and uh, Drew Pember. I think is gone, and I think we're going to replace them with other transfers. I know this six ten guy out of UMass might be coming here. Uh, maybe that seven footer from North Carolina. I'm more. I think this team will be that, but definitely better next year. I definitely think that because it'll be more of a well organized team than this one. This one had so much talent. Well, this one had extreme talent, but it was just such a. I think that's what setup. pisses me like, off the it, most. It, it didn't. It wasn't. It wouldn't flow. Yeah, as a good basketball I agree. Thing. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, Austin. It's like it's almost like. Uh, Peyton Manning's last year. You're like, how the hell did we not win? And then the next year, oh, a lot of talent left, but you had a better connection with the players. True. They were better. They were better suited. They fit for the each system other. better too. And they, 
they were you fit they were better together. I felt like this team was a little almost like a a little off because there was I felt like there was too many of the almost the same type of players, yeah. I guess. This team I, didn't I have a big man right. that didn't have a point guard. So that's that's just yeah. why. That's just why. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm just I'm just telling you how I think it's going to go, though. I just think a lot of eyeballs are going to be on next, be on him, uh, as in Rick Barnes next season. I think he's there's going to be a lot of people looking his direction, and if he starts to make these same mistakes, listen, you there, you there, you never stop learning. Okay, as a human being, you never stop taking in knowledge, and if Rick Barnes cannot figure out, look, you have got to make adjustments during a game before. It goes with Kelly Harper. Kelly Harper sees things about to start happening, and that's when she adjusts. But I mean, Rick, in game today, like they were, they started killing us on man to man, and she switched over to a zone defense, exactly. and they stopped. The, they stopped their run. I guess she, immediately she, cut it down. She was like, "Nope, this ain't happening." And that, exactly. that, that right there is the definition she, of why Bruce Pearl will always beat Rick Barnes. Because <laughs> we'll never yeah, switch to a zone. It, we'll never that, switch up. There's yeah, another, we have better players nearly every time. You just have coaches Barnes, coaches circles around him. Yeah, there, there's another example of, of Kelly Harper doing it, uh, Bruce Pearl doing it. But when Rick Barnes do it, like does it, he adjusts. Mm-hmm. It's too late. It's already started to happen. You gotta, you gotta see it in advance and see it start happening. And all the people are out there be like, "Well, you're, why don't you go be a coach?" No, you don't have to be a coach. You can watch the TV and see it start to happen. And as a coach, you have to see that to start to happen. You have to feel the momentum switching or changing or going in different directions. I, I just he he doesn't. I mean, have the, that. the announcers will they'll say it like when they're getting ready to go on a run. Like you can tell, like the, the announcers can see it. If the announcers can see someone getting ready to go on a run, why I'll, can't coaches I'll, see it? Or co- like Coach Barnes, I mean, at least. But yeah, I, I, I he's a good coach. You know, he's got us in a better place. It, we didn't even care about basketball for a long time um, oh, because no. of how bad we were. Like, I mean, I cared, but I didn't care at the same time. <laughs> no, I yeah. cared. I cared, but I guess I was. What is the word? Um, uh, detached a little bit. I, yeah, just kind of like how I am with football right now. Um, from it, just because it's like the it was person. just kind of. Yeah, even exactly. Shut up, Randy. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'm a little detached with football, although I went to every single game. Last well, season. also though, at the same time, it's like that was back. That was also back when our uh, Pat Summit was still coaching, and Lady Vols were just—I mean, those were like Kansas Parker days and all that. So, I mean, I, I gave them my full attention um, at that time. But yeah, it's like before that, before um, Rick Barnes, we just we weren't in a great situation. So, I mean. You didn't like the quant zone days? I just I, I lived you know. day I lived dead day on that bubble, man. <laughs> that, that 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 man had me on a bubble yeah. for three straight years. <laughs> it was weird. Well Conzo definitely it, it was, every game was um, everything because it was like win here, you get in terrible, win here you don't. <laughs> every year. Conzo mm-hmm. well, definitely uh is out just like we yeah. are. So. You know what's weird? All the things we're complaining about, like the in-game adjustments and uh, stuff, I don't think – I don't think that's why we lost yesterday. I really don't. They, they just outplayed us, and we didn't come prepared at all. I, or we, we just didn't make our shots, really. 
Well, there was no energy. There was just no energy at all. Like, I just, I felt like they were like dead men walking up and down the court for most of the time. I mean, Keon Johnson, every once in a while, you know, would have those runs and stuff like that. But did anybody else just feel like there was just like, they just didn't want to win as bad as Oregon State? I just just felt like, I felt like I was screaming at the TV saying, can somebody just want to win this game? Because that's how I felt. Like, I felt like nobody just wanted to win. And I felt bad because Folky, you they kept panning over to him, and it was like you could tell like he just wanted to do something. I mean, at do, least that's what his. Do any of y'all remember when I tweeted out midway through the season, and I tweeted out this team thinks they're better than they actually yeah. are. I don't know. If, do you remember I mean, me tweeting that out? I don't, I don't know if I remember, but it's right. <laughs> yeah, they this team thinks they're better or thought they're better because they're not a team anymore, thought they were better than they actually are. So they would come out and they would dick around, be lazy. Oh, we can come back. And then they look up and you're like, oh, crap, we can't come back. They they got lazy because they think they thought just because of the talent on their team that they can just do this thing where they snap their fingers and they're like they go on some magical run. <laughs> and no, it never happened because your talent, your your teamwork, your – your energy, your you just you think you're better than you are, and that goes back to the coach. He has to snap them out of it. Like, listen, I don't know who who the hell you think you are, but we're in March Madness, and everyone's gonna come at you full full steam, full full steam ahead. Everyone came, is coming full steam ahead, and we came, we came we came and floating in on a little tiny raft. Do you think that maybe it's at some point that they were just looking ahead to Oklahoma State? I mean, uh, like I our fan base I mean, was, our entire fan base was. And I made the comment last week on the podcast. I said, you know, bold of you guys to go ahead and assume that we'll make it past the first round. And as part of me was joking, but part of me was serious because it's like, I feel like a lot of people were just looking ahead to Oklahoma State, like as if Oregon State was a guaranteed win. Right. And I, to me, I feel like maybe they were looking ahead to Cade Cunningham and all that. People so, haven't I mean, given the Pac-12 in general enough it. respect, honestly. I think they're they're they are 4-0 and Oregon didn't get to play, so it, that they they've really shocked some people. I think actually five 0 UCLA got did you see the, twice? Did you see the? Uh, I tweeted it out last night. The score of the uh, Oregon uh, yeah. one nothing. They got they got they got one in. How late. is that they even possible? The they, they, they got one in that one to nothing, man. They just snuck they, one they, in. They like started last, the game and like one second game. later they're like, oh, we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why well, I, I, You just put a one in there. Oh, one nothing. They hit one free throw. <laughs> game over. Well, what a oh, low man. scoring game but, in yeah. silly history, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah, lowest scoring game ever. What a game. What a game. But you you look around the tournament, though, and Ohio State. And imagine being a Texas fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I did not see that coming one bit. Because they, they kicked either. ass in the Big 12 tournament. What? You say, yeah, you say you didn't see the Texas one coming. I definitely didn't see Oral Roberts beating Ohio oh, State. Oh, either. Or Illinois that, going I, down. That really is weird. That, that was the only thing that gave me, like, a bit of, like, spark of happiness. Like, because you know if that what they would have won, then the focus would have been on – because Tennessee would have been the 
um, high seed or whatever that had lost that far. But Ohio State lost right before we did. So all the focus. Did, did you guys there. see the tweet from the Vandy Barstool account? He said, I think they said, like, our little oh, brother God. didn't bring enough McDonald's back today or something. And I'm just like, you didn't even you, bring anything because you, you guys weren't even there. haven't been to the tournament five no. years. And last plays in the SEC, and we've beaten you eight straight times. How on God's green earth are we your little brother? Here is you okay, would think, so that you one would think from like isn't like it, since Vandy's an academic school, you would think that they would be a little bit more intelligent maybe, maybe than that like when it comes to. I don't know. Like, okay, you want to know even a better one? And I, I know you probably some of you probably saw this, but the one of the Memphis some Memphis Tiger fan said postseason victories. Memphis won Tennessee zero. Oh, dude, you're in the NIT. Dude, you're you're in not in the tournament. The tournament. That's what not it means. What it you see, how you're playing in your home court, and we played in um, Indianapolis. The teams in Indianapolis had a decent season. You did not, sir. <laughs> you couldn't even make it in the real dance. Like you're dancing at a rejected party. Like you're you're you're, you're the kid. Do, do they the, even the air the NIT on t- TV? I'd have never watched an what? NIT Barely. game you never in my life. The games? Come on. No, absolutely not. I, I it's not even a tournament to me. I, you you make you make the real tournament or you don't. you're not I gambling mean, enough. <laughs> NIT is. I I, I Okay, first of all, I don't believe in participation trophies, so yeah, that's the NIT is nothing to me. It's the NIT, Lacey, is what you just said. It's a participation trophy. Hey, guess what? You suck so bad, you weren't good at all. So we're just gonna put you in this tournament to make you feel better. Make money. Here you go. Go, yeah, no, go win it. Go win this tournament of. It's it's just a yeah. tournament of the rejects. Yep. Would you rather win? That's would you rather is. get like absolute obliterated in the first round, or or win the IT? I'd rather make it in the dance. Oh, I would definitely rather lose in the first round of the tournament than win basketball games. Though, like, no. What are you gonna hang an NIT banner? Like, imagine just oh, coming oh yeah. What are you? Well, what are NIT champion? Yeah. What are you? What? You're gonna brag to someone and be like, "Yo, we won." The I NIT. think the NIT like, champion it's, no. should play the team who lost the national championship after at the after everything. Just see what happens. Here's what I here, here's what I think it here's what I think it should should do though. Like you know those play in games or whatever are doesn't matter. But I think if you win the NIT, you should have an automatic bid the next season to be in the NCAA tournament. The next season. Well, well, I don't know. See, yeah, that that would make team, sense, you know? le- but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's not. I the same think team. it does. I mean, play, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. It. It doesn't matter. Like your team won the NIT, you should have a bid to get in next season. You should be automatically in. Like you win the NIT. Honestly, we should have saw, saw that come from Oregon State. You know they beat four straight tournament teams to get to the, the tournament. I mean, think that's. What did I what did I, I say on the podcast last week about them? They're just so unimpressive to me, like the roster. Do you remember what uh, I said last week? I said a team yeah. that's hot scares me. I, I thought we were kind of like what we showed in Nashville gave me so much hope because that's the hardest we played all year. And I just kept thinking, like, if we just bring that, we can get we can beat anyone, honestly, on any given day if we, we get hot. Yeah, 
Yeah, we could. Well, we, we, we could. That's the problem. We could beat anybody on any given day. It's the problem is, is that there's no consistency. I always think for some reason, if we play in like the what? daytime, we're screwed. That. I don't know why. We never play that well if the game starts four, four. All right, four, five. Mm. Yeah. Another excuse again. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we're, I don't know. I, it is um, an excuse, but. It doesn't. No, it no, it's, I get what you're saying, though, Austin. It's like you try to think of reasons on why this stuff keeps happening. Because, I mean, basketball to me is just such an emotional yeah. and like psychological sport, you know? Because it's just like if you're not, ha- you're not feeling it that day, then you're going to be like three steps behind the, the guy on the other side. So, yeah. It's, it's just it, like, listen, it, this all circles back around. It, one day, we'll be good in all of our sports because that's just the way it happens in sports. It's going to circle back around. It's going to cycle back around. It'll eventually get there. But right now, it feels like it's never going to happen. Yeah. It feels like it's been going on for so long that you have zero hope. And this was just the, 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 the dagger, the, the, the dagger inside of me that just, that just finally did it. Like, I just don't care anymore. And yes, am I going to watch all the games next year? Of course I'm going to watch all the games. Am I going to have hope? No, zero, none. I don't care. I'm just going to sit there and watch. And I just, I just, I've gotten to this point to where I'm just, I don't care anymore. Like I'm going to watch every game because I'm a, I'm a, a rabid fan. I'm a big Tennessee fan, but there's just no hope inside of me anymore. I'm just going to sit there and watch like a zombie. It's just, you expect nothing. Are we now. talking football I or basketball? Both. Both. See, okay, so I I, I tweeted I tweeted out like currently hating my parents for raising me to be a Tennessee fan. So I guess yeah. somebody screenshot it and sent it to both of my parents, but I haven't even heard from my dad in a long time. But of course, even he both parents text me after that. And my <laughs> and my dad is like, Well, at least, you know, when Tennessee gets good again, like you can say that you suffered through all the bad times, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, Well, yeah, but that's not doing me any like favors or making me feel good yeah. right now. Like I, t- I made a joke, like not that this would ever happen, but I was just like, you know, I, I was honestly just being a smart ass to him because he bandwagoned Kansas City Royals when they went to the, um, when they won the World Series because he had just moved to Kansas City, and um, he's one of the ones that had like the biggest influence over me being a Tennessee fan. So I was just being a smart ass. And I was like, you know what? Since I'm moving to Alabama, I can always just jump on the Alabama bandwagon, <laughs> you know, like you did when, when you moved to Kansas City and became a Kansas City Royals fan. And he was like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. He said, when I moved there, I didn't really have a baseball team. So I just, you know, took up with them. He said, but I never, he said, I never stopped being a vol and neither will you. And I was like, yeah. Tennessee, yeah, like, right. like, it's kind of like uh, New York baseball. Like, yeah, we like the Knicks. Yeah, we like the Giants. But the New York Yankees are – it's deeper. It's a deeper love than all those teams. And that's how it is with Tennessee. Like, I like the Preds. I like the Titans. I like the Braves. But the New York Tennessee, that's a deeper, deeper fandom. Yeah. You know, like, that was your grandfather's team. That was your great-grandfather's team. It's in your blood. It, it's what the pride yeah. of the state relies family on. family ties. Like, Neyland Stadium, it, it just – you can't replace that place. And – uh, some of the orange that like okay so so you you say that also you say that and i agree with you college sports is different because you have family ties but look, hear, hear, hear me out on this i am the first one in my family to be an, an outrageous like just 
just huge Tennessee fans. Is everybody else Memphis fans? No, I mean they loved Memphis. My my parents, both my parents went to Memphis. They they went to Memphis State as they call it, Memphis State. Um, it didn't happen until I, I would probably never be a really big Tennessee fan if my sister never went to the University of Tennessee. I hmm. fell in love with Tennessee back in the day. My first game was the 04 Florida game. That's when I absolutely fell in love with Tennessee. But I remember my first ever time falling in love, not falling in love with Tennessee, but when I knew I was, I liked Tennessee. Like you were stuck. I, yeah, I was stuck. Kind of stuck. Something addictive like, about it. Yeah, when, when so... I got, yeah, when I got, yes, when when I got sucked in was in 1990, I think it was like 90, 97 or something like that. I remember 96. the Memphis Tigers. Tennessee was playing in Memphis. Tennessee was playing in Memphis. And that guy uh, returned the kickoff against Tennessee, and Memphis won that game. And I got so angry, my parents sent, sent me to my room. And I could hear <laughs> in the background my, my parents just cheering and yelling. And I remember getting so angry. I, was like, I don't want Memphis to win. I want Tennessee and Peyton Manning to win. I want them to win. And that's the first moment I knew I liked Tennessee. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to rebel against my parents. I'm going to be a Tennessee fan. And, but now their Tennessee fans are all Tennessee fans. Like, I've just kind of converted my whole family to it. But I'm the first one in, of my whole family where I'm just obsessed with Tennessee sports. I'm, I'm so obsessed. And it's, it's hard to explain how these – it's just – being a Tennessee – it's hard to explain. It's like something about a teamwork. Yes, it's just I have no idea what it is, but it grabs you, and it just takes. Yeah, like well, it's just my mom. My mom, such a good feel. My mom like texts me back when I sent that text out, and she's like, "Why are you blaming me for your Tennessee fan, but being a Tennessee fan?" She's like, "I don't know shit from a football and blah 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 blah." Because I mean, she she doesn't. She texts me today. I mean, she texts me during the day. The day sorry, of the Super Bowl and was like, wait, why is the Patriots not playing? I thought it every year the Super Bowl was the Patriots against um, somebody else. And I'm like, well, yeah. it's Tom Brady doesn't play for the – I'd explain that. And she, he, she was like, oh, I thought maybe he had a brother. And, I mean, she knows nothing about football. She doesn't care about sports and except for, like, you know, if she gets tickets to a game, she'll go for, like, the photo op and all that. Like, that's just how she is. But my grandfather, my papa, I mean, he's – been he's always been the biggest Tennessee fan and I was a Papaw's girl so um yeah. my grandfather was and like I too. just I just I couldn't imagine I couldn't he, he, he imagine like, not I couldn't imagine not being yeah. the same a fan of the same team as my Papaw if that makes sense. Like when there's someone that's that influential in your life when you're growing up like it's just to me I can't can't imagine not being the same yeah. a fan of the same I, team. I Does girl, that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Her, her, her grandparents and parents were season ticket holders for Tennessee. Like they love Tennessee and she was like a diehard Florida fan. And I just never got how you could just be that way. Like I felt like like do you hate your grandparents? What the fuck is <laughs> wrong with you? You're so horrible. You're so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so old old people. We're talking about grandparents. Old, old wait, people right, how we got here. <laughs> are just <laughs> probably probably. But grant like my like one of my grandparents. Okay, old people are just full of wisdom. So just listen to them. Okay, they know way more than you'll ever know. Okay, and my granddad looks at me one day. He's like, you know what? 
He's like, Tennessee sucks. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, thanks, Granddad. Yeah, I know that. He's like, they're terrible. And I was like, all right, get to the point. Where are you going with this? And he goes, them losing this bad right now, and you having all because he just can see me getting angry all the time. And he's like, your anger when they become good, that's the beauty of it. He's like, when this all turns around and they become good, it's going to be always that, be more, my psychology that much more exciting for you. Yeah, well, it's mine yeah. too. But then I also question, I'm like, everything just it is a like, deep. You, you, to even believe that, it's like you want to believe that it's going to happen. But it's like all hey. I see is things getting worse. And hey, it's Lacey, just Lacey, like, Lacey. I want to have hope. Have and then, yeah, I'm just tired <laughs> of getting take some, hurt. Take some advice from George Michael. Well, here, here's the thing, too. I said, take some advice. I, I, I didn't even hear what you said. What'd you, you say? Have faith. <laughs> you know the song. Uh, yeah. yeah well, this is an awesome joke. It felt right. Over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was funny in his head, but when he right. said it, it wasn't very fun. You don't hear my grandfather text me yesterday. <laughs> hey, it's okay. He said, uh, I feel sorry if you have to endure this misery. At least when I was your age, oh, yeah, we, we were fun. winning or at least competitive. Now you have no hope. It's a surprise when they do win. I was a fan of Tennessee, and you're a fan of Vandy Les. They used to scalp tickets. Now they give them away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, I, and, I he, and he sent me a, out, a text like that a lot. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Go balls. Yeah. <laughs> well. Like, thanks for a month. Yeah, thanks my, for a month. I remember my dad yeah. was sitting then, at the well, 2017 Georgia game, and I think we were down 24 nothing. And he looks over me and goes, you know, I wouldn't have made you such a big fan of this team if I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I bet it will get better, you know, someday, ever. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's uh, fine. Well, for me, it was different because, like, I Tennessee, Tennessee chose me. It was, it was, it's like when it's like you go into like a, like a uh, like a little puppy place to pick out a puppy, and you sit there and you just wait for that one puppy to walk up to, you and you're like, "Oh, you're so cute." That's kind of kind of was in Tennessee. I was just wandering, and I was like, "Oh, what's in there?" And I walked in the stadium. It's just something so deep about it. Like going to Neyland Stadium, it's like, yeah. "Good God, I want this it place is. to be rocking and winning." I just want. It's like this. If this one, if we wanted mm-hmm. this, it would mean more than winning at anything else. It's not even close. It's not even close. And I hate yeah. Alabama fans and I hate Georgia fans. I hate Florida fans so much. I see them so much too. Like you see those hats, you see those license plates, you see your city getting infected with this Crimson Tide virus, and you just cannot stand it. It's it, it, it boils in you because it feels like this is my home. You're invading my territory. It, it feels like a war. It feels like you're losing a war, you know? Yeah. Well, this is what it comes down to, okay? And this is where this is where our programs are at, and this is why everyone is so angry and the people that don't understand why people are angry, then you just don't have a brain in your head. I'm sitting, I'm sitting at Waffle House on Saturday morning. I get up. I had just had a very peaceful Friday night, went to bed, rested very well, woke up and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go sit at Waffle House. Rainy, rainy, did you, did you, like you, you just said that out loud. Like, are you 80? Are, are you no. seven? What the hell is wrong? What the hell is wrong with going by yourself? No, I'm it's not saying really it. it has nothing to do with going by yourself. It, I'm in control. It's it's so like, okay, but who? Like, you know, I'm, you you go to you Waffle wake House, up listen. and and the first thing you think of is, hey, I'm gonna go and 
Waffle House by myself. Like your next, your no. next step. You know what the next step after that is? Waking up what? to get dressed to go sit on your front porch. Hey, hey, hey! Don't don't judge. Okay, me. so that's kind of how we it's all done. have our thing. <laughs> we all have something that just psychologically makes us feel good. Listen, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with getting up. This is how it happened, Lacey. So shut your damn mouth. <laughs> this is how it happened, and it was lovely. Okay, I got up. I took a shower. I got dressed like a normal human being, like Lacey. a normal eighty-year-old. Went out on my patio and just looked <laughs> at everything outside because it was such a nice day. And you know the first thing I saw was this big ass yellow and black Waffle House sign, and I was like, "Holy crap, that sounds good!" So what did I do? I booked my ass over there, set my ass out at the bar, and the first person that comes and sits by me, you know who it was? A damn Florida fan. <laughs> Okay, okay. So let me finish my story before you call me an eight-year-old man, because it's. Lovely. I'm sorry that I have to take every opportunity to make jokes because you make it's you take every right. opportunity to weird make. Pictures for each other I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say you there, are. It's weird. <laughs> it's so entertaining. Oh, I know because it's fun, <laughs> but but you know it's well. You really can't. To be honest, you can't find any many people anymore that you can just pick on without them taking it yeah. like to heart and getting sensitive exactly. over it. So I have to take exactly. every advantage to mess with Rainy when I can. Exactly. But and it's fun. There, what, the world exactly is right. awesome. It's funness, and this is fun. But this 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 big yellow and black signs call my name, so I walk in. And the first thing I do is sit down. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to have this cup of coffee. Because I've been at work all week, around people all week. I don't want to go anywhere with anybody. I just want to sit by myself and be calm and collected. And then this Florida fan comes in. And the first, I have my little, I have, have my little keychains on my keys. And it's Tennessee. And I have, a, I have a Tennessee hat on. And he looks over at me and he goes, I'm sorry. And just turns back around and orders. I food. would have been like, "Are you apologizing for Omar Payne, or are you just an asshole?" It was like something deep about no, that. I in just way. sat there and be quiet. It was just like all day. together. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that everything in your life is probably miserable because your team is garbage, flat out garbage. It was a day right after we lost. So yeah, that's that's how this podcast is probably going to come to an end. Is just, and you wonder why we're all miserable. See, you, you, that's one thing that shows that you're almost 80 because you have more self restraint than I would. I would, you know, still mouth off because I mean, well, there's nobody. There's, okay. I know, like, we hate different fan bases, but there's nobody the out Georgia. Than you not live in the state of Georgia. Like, yeah, but there's, there just becomes a part I know, but he's there, not there, a Georgia I'm fan. I'm married like, to a Georgia fan. <laughs> I thought he was from New York. <laughs> he's from Georgia. He was born in Georgia. They, but, he, but his, his parents live in New York now. There's something but, about yeah. North Georgia people that just like they're so loud and stupid. He they're was, loud and stupid was, and they're tacky and they and they're and they're stupid. Okay, they just want to punch them. And they're stupid. And they like, I can't. I can't. Walmart can't wait for you. And they just look so cheesy and just so stupid and just so ugly and just so and just so I don't want to. And they bark at people. And they bark at people. They bark at and people. Bark at people. Generic ass you can't forget that. Please do not leave that out. Um, well, I don't like him. Okay, that, that that's the point yeah. altogether. But I, I can't. Like I can't wait awesome. to. <laughs> I can't wait to go well, tell him that you said well, that he's not a. No, that, that's a compliment. <laughs> that's a compliment. I'm so glad I can take down the. Okay, good because I can go take down that Georgia right, flag right, and it, anything Georgia. Am I? 
<laughs> I'll just be like, why are you doing I, that? I well, Austin not, says you're not, not a real like Georgia, Georgia fan, so. Like, Burn it while you're at it, boy. I don't know. He was born. He was born in Atlanta. Well, he's from well, Dunwoody. If, it, if it's like Atlanta, the funniest name have ever. a little bit of it's like right outside of Atlanta. But he's born like in Atlanta. Small towns in North Georgia. Oh, I just don't. He's fr- he's from Atlanta, but he hates well, Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia fan. Hates Georgia Tech. Well, of course, because he's a Georgia fan. But it's just to me, it's like. Like all together, like only time I ever really had to hatred for them was when they had that streak on us. No, that's gone. They're just there. <laughs> my favorite my favorite thing when it comes to like stuff like that is that Neyland was born at Vanderbilt. <laughs> and believe it or not, I had two Can we go to UT Medical and, please? And Neyland was well, hired I had two nurses that Vanderbilt. couldn't pronounce his name. <laughs> that was that's the main <laughs> Yeah, he was he was born at Vanderbilt and they had two different nurses that called him Neyland. <laughs> And so, like, no. now, if you ask him, uh, I'll, like, now I'll just do it randomly. I'll, like, if he's just sitting there, I'll be like, Nayland. He'll go, I'm not a horse. Like, nah. it just, it's it's an ongoing joke because people pronounce his name that way all the time. Mm-hmm. What? But uh, anyway. Uh, what games are on? Because it's, I think it's about time to start going to watch more March Madness. What happened to the Syracuse game? Because I think games are about to start coming on. Syracuse win? Um, I mean, I, last time I checked that it was like 28 seconds left, but I can tell you right now that the final score, refresh. We will. It, uh, hug you Syracuse won 75-72. Mm. Uh-oh. Right. That surprised me, man. All right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the rest of the tournament because – I am and then we got Lady Vols still it. in the tournament. Because, yes, we do. That's because a good unlike thing. their male counterparts, um, <laughs> the ladies can finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. That's a sex joke. <laughs> I've never heard one. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry you have a dirty mind, Rainy. Nothing. Oh, I love dirty minds. They're just so... Nothing. I sound weird. Anyway, um... Well, we'll be back next week, folks, for another edition of the Daniel Bud Game. Um, <laughs> Channel News. It's no, sports, news but like Twitter and podcast, whatever. Okay. Look us up. Yeah, you're like a, you're like a, you're like a news channel, but you're not. But why are you no, all whispering? It's seductive because. Because we can do what the hell we want on this. Oh, thing. you went deep. It's the devil. Um. Anyway, I was just. I was just. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Let's go watch more March Madness. No. Also, no, I'm Austin's not. just gonna Let's go. go watch I, I, this narrative has to die. I go. I'm a person. Okay. Mm, okay. Austin. <laughs> I do other things like drink alcohol. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn the music up and. I was just gonna go yeah. Study my ass off. Just drown him out. There it goes. <laughs> drown him out, baby. Drowning you out, Austin. Drowning you out. Bye. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Peace out, my homies. We'll do it again.